listening to Phenomenology Club Radio. Hello and thank you for listening to this audio podcast. I am Buttress, the host of Phenomenology Club, which is an interactive online community of artists and thinkers centered around this content that I create and curate online for us to talk about which is why both our tagline for Phenomenology Club and the subtitle for this discussion series is Talk About It. Most of these uploads are originally streamed live on our YouTube page. If you're interested in interacting with those as they happen live, please go subscribe and turn on the notifications at youtube.com slash phenomenologyclub. And in general, to learn more about our club, what we do, and how you can become a member for only $1 a month, please visit our website at www.phenomenology.club. Thank you for listening. Stay trippy. Hello, everybody. Happy Saturday evening. Welcome to Phenomenology Club. Talk about it the podcast portion of our Phenomenology Club series. So, those of you who keep up with the series know that I have been trying to abstain from the stuff that they call Adderall, and I regret, well, I don't regret, I am not pleased or displeased to let you know that I have broken my no Adderall streak, I have relapsed, I have succumbed to the woes of addiction which are inflaming my body. No, um, I actually like kind of reset my tolerance by not taking it for a week. Also realized what kind of terrible habits I've fallen into because of this drug habit. And uh, I feel like I've learned some insight. And though I have taken some Adderall since then, I've cut down <laughs> in the past few days. I'm going to try to make an effort to... Stay cut down. Who cares? Who cares? As long as I'm delivering what I need to deliver. Anyway, so I want to talk about something that I think excites a lot of people. Just based on what I've observed in my conversations with other people. And also what I've observed yesterday on Twitter when people were tweeting me about morality. And I was like, you know what? We should talk about morality. It seems like a lot of people want to talk about it. First of all, is anyone in here? I feel like no one's here. I'm alone. Can I say bad words? I'm going to say a dirty word. Are you ready? But. <laughs> but. <laughs> How about that? So. The thing that I was talking about yesterday on Twitter. And that I want to continue talking about here today. And talk about it is whether or not morality can be understood as objective. Because, you know, this is a long-standing debate, right? Or at least it's a long-standing framing of a debate that people seem very willing to engage in at many moments. So, if we want to talk about whether or not morality is objective, I think what we first need to do is define the terms of our argument, right? Firstly, what is morality and what is objective? Now, 
I think that both of these words have something in common. <laughs> both of these concepts have something in common. And what that thing that they have in common is, is the fact that both of them are exactly what I just said. Concepts. They're concepts and they're created with words, right? And at baseline, they are only words. Morality is a word. Objective is a word. And the utility of either of these words is only realized in the extent to which we agree on their definitions, correct? So, if anyone is here, I would love to hear what you think. What does morality mean to you? And what does objective mean to you? Now, I want to talk about the word objective first. Because I feel like this word is so... I, I don't use the word, really. Because it's the definition for objective is so not well agreed upon. There is not enough criteria established to say that this word has an easily defined concept, you know. What does objective really mean? I think the answer is sort of twofold. I think that objective in the most hypothetically universal sense of the word would mean something that exists outside of the realm of human understanding, right? To say, let's give an example. The apple is red, okay? Now, I would not make this statement, but somebody else would likely say, I'm sure you could find a lot of people that would say, the apple is objectively red. Meaning that if I were to not be here and no one else were here to talk about whether or not this apple is red, it would still be red, right? The apple is objectively red. Now, I would say that I don't... I, I would not use that language, but the concept is pretty much that these conditions exist whether or not we observe them or have any sort of input into whether or not this apple is fucking red, right? But this state of objectivity, it can never be proven, right? Because, first of all, humans came up with the concept. There is no objectivity outside of humans, which also would mean that there really is no objectivity period right i mean it's not that there is not a state of things or this a specific state of a thing that would exist regardless of whether or not we are here to talk about it or come up with concepts to describe it but clearly we can never access these things we'll never be able to prove whether or not if we're gone are these conditions still the same you know we really don't fucking know. We don't know anything. So humans cannot prove objectivity is real. So it's like, what is really the purpose of this word then? Does it have no application? And I would say, if we want, because language is our creation and we can do whatever the fuck we want with it, if we want... To have a concept such as the concept established by the word objective, then we can make it work if we want, you know. So even though some true hypothetical objectivity may never exist, and even if it could hypothetically exist, we can never prove it does, 
this is still a useful concept, right? This idea, objectivity, that a thing is unaffected by either our individual perspective of it or our group perspective of a thing, right? So I think that it ultimately comes down to a choice, you know? Do you choose to word, use this word, this concept, objective, firstly, ever? And if you do decide to use it, where? So I think that the concept objective does end up having some sort of utility. For one, in its usage in the natural sciences, I would say, it has some sort of usefulness. And also um, in philosophy, you know. But in everyday common usage, I think that to use this word objective, to use it appropriately and in a way that might make some sort of sense and have some sort of application you have to basically define the term before you use it so <laughs> i hope i've just done that for you a little bit what do you guys think is anyone in here no one's in here with me hello somebody please tell me based on what i just said do you think that the word objective should even be used at all maybe very cautiously maybe never maybe only in the natural sciences yada yada because you know it is a dangerous word. I will definitely say that much. Like, how many fucking dude brass do you see out here always, you know, saying things like... What the hell? Saying things like, uh, can you hear me? <laughs> I'm talking, right? I hope so. Um, saying things like... Well, that's just the objective truth. Oh, well, that's just objective. I'm just most objective. I'm just facts before your feelings, bro. And, you know, for the reasons just described, these people sound ridiculous because there is no true objectivity. And if there were a true objectivity, we will never be able to access it directly because everything that we perceive is perceived subjectively through our individual perspective. So anyway, I'm going to advance us out of this loop that we have just found ourselves in <laughs> and say that if we want to use the word objective in common everyday vernacular, we can go right ahead as long as we recognize that it doesn't actually exist in the most hypothetical universal sense of the word. And if anyone disagrees with me, you have not made yourselves known, so... Fuck you. So let's move on then. Let's say that we can use this word objective as a hypothetical to describe a set of conditions that are unaffected by the individual perspective. <coughs> Excuse me. So now, what is morality? Now this one, I come into a lot of conflict with people about. Because, personally, when I talk about morality... I basically use the word interchangeably with ethics. And I use the word moral interchangeably with the word ethical. And I would love to hear if somebody has um, an opinion, but all of you are cowards and nobody's saying anything. I would love to hear from the audience if anyone has any objections to my practice of doing this, I've encountered two different people now who have been resistant to my usage of these words interchangeably. And the first person, when I told them why I do this, actually said that I have a good point in that 
they see why I do this. The second person continued to be a dissenter and said that I was foolish and I am given to folly and I am not wise. <laughs> oh. Anyway. <laughs> so, first of all, the reason I use morality and ethics interchangeably is really because I don't see any useful difference, you know. Because... What is the perceived difference in these conversations? Now, I concede that, like, in a lot of philosophical discussions, especially ones that deal with really specific thinkers, there would be reason to draw maybe some sort of distinction, especially if you're studying somebody's specific school of work, and if they use the words, like, with different definitions, you know, it makes sense. But in common everyday usage, I don't see why morality and ethics are perceived by anybody as being, like some distinctly different phenomena because they describe the same thing right and when we get into these conversations when people say when people are trying to determine whether or not morality is objective i'm putting chapstick on by the way can you hear that Boop. when we're trying to determine whether or not morality is objective like for example from somebody on twitter yesterday they said that I shouldn't use morality and ethics interchangeably um, and also that they don't believe morality is objective. But they were defining morality as far as I'm concerned. And to that person, if you're listening to this, please correct me if I'm wrong. But I believe that they were telling me I shouldn't use morality and ethics interchangeably because morality essentially speaks to this metaphysical type concept and ethics are more rooted in reality and don't necessarily rely on some metaphysical understanding or framework to establish the concept and my response was and i think this makes sense that if you refuse to if you define morality as something that relies I'm sorry, let me start over. If you define morality as strictly um, some sort of like metaphysical framework for understanding, you know, good or bad or righteous or immoral behavior, then it doesn't even make sense to say that it is or is not objective. It doesn't even make sense to have this argument because you're essentially, you're essentially saying that like... Um, it's simply a concept that is nonsensical at baseline, you know. It's almost like arguing, if you define morality as something strictly metaphysical, then you can't even ask the question, is morality objective? Because you're basically asking, like, is Christianity objective? Or is Jesus's divinity objective? It's like, well, that question doesn't even make sense, right? You know, like, I maybe in the framework of somebody who accepts Christ's divinity it would be considered objective uh, but you're you're not there's no there's really no terms to enter the debate for people who like see things differently you know what I'm saying so morality you can't even ask this question is morality objective unless you are open to the possibility that morality is not simply some metaphysical phenomena so I don't define morality this way. I use it interchangeably, basically, with ethics. Because I don't see any difference. What, what is ethics? Ethics is essentially the code of conduct that humans establish for how they should treat each other, you know. 
and what is right and what is wrong. And as far as I know, morality is the same exact thing. A conceptual framework and code of conduct for how humans should treat each other and behave in general. Right? I've never been alone in here before. I'm going to masturbate. <laughs> I'm going to say another bad word. You ready? Dicks. <laughs> Bitch. Okay, so what do I want to talk about? So, <laughs> I, I there's no interaction in here. I'm so depressed. Can you hear me? I'm sad. Um... But what, what do I want to say? Okay, so this is what I think. Based on how I've defined the terms of my argument in this argument, is morality objective? I'm going to put forward a thesis. And I would love for someone to tell me what they think about it. If someone were here with me, they could. But I'm going to say that, and this isn't how I would address this argument usually. But if someone asks me this question, is morality objective, I'm going to put forth an answer. And I'm going to say, actually, yes. I think morality is objective. And the reason that I say that is thus. I'm going to say that morality is objective because morality is simply a concept that establishes a code of conduct for how humans should treat each other and ourselves and our general surroundings, how we should behave, that has the purpose of human betterment, both of our survival, the survival of our species and of mankind, and of our general sense of well-being. And not just sense of well-being, but our actual well-being. And I believe that this is universal, which I've already essentially defined objective as. Objective as an applicable concept really just means it applies to everyone. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? No, I'm not wrong. <laughs> so, I would argue that no matter what particulars reveal themselves as you go about trying to navigate the world in these systems of morality, especially across cultures and such, I would argue that it doesn't really matter because what is universal about morality is the fact that it aims at establishing a good and a bad. Oh wait, there are people talking. Are you kidding me? I can't believe it. Hold on. My live stream thing is not showing itself. Oh, Jesus. Top chat? No, not top chat. Live chat, you fucking asshole. Someone say something. Someone say something right now. Here we go. Oh, God. What a nightmare. I thought you guys didn't let me know more. YouTube is fucking up, you fucking dick. You fucking assholes. Anyway, let's respond to something. Now that I thought I'd been alone and I am just... Oh, overwhelmed with feelings of goodness now knowing that there are people here with me a quinn says ethics is how to act objectively morality is subjective and can change what do you mean by that though 
Ethics is how to act objectively. Morality is subjective and can change. I really, I don't know what you mean by that. Because what would be an example? Does anyone have an example? Because I'm looking through the comments now. And some other people are also saying that there's some differences between ethics and morality. Oh, Ryan eyed. Oh, that's my boy. What's up, California? Let's see what he said. The only useful difference I've heard between morality and ethics is when I was a Christian. Ethics was mankind's relationship with itself, and morality was our relationship with God. That's interesting. So is that a definition, Ryan eyed, from a Christian perspective? Because... Then, I mean, this raises this idea, this question, maybe morality is only a concept that's useful to, like, spiritual people, period. In which case, again, I would say that there's, like, no, there's no entry point that a person like myself, an atheist, could even access this argument. And asking me whether or not morality is objective is almost like asking me whether or not Christ's divinity is objective. You know what I'm saying? Woo, we're alive! Someone says, morality makes evolutionary sense. If morally you shouldn't kill other people, then there will be more people. Well, that is a great point and something that I want to talk about and I believe strongly. Oh, you heard it from a Jewish dude. That's interesting. Well, Jews are basically like half Christians, right? <laughs> They're just still waiting for Jesus. They're waiting for their Jesus to pop up. I wonder who it's going to be. Maybe it's me, guys. What's up? I'm Jesus part two. The real Jesus. Jesus unleashed. Alright, um, so Delilah, uh, I love what you just said. And this is something I was speaking about with someone as well. Um, the reason that I say morality can even... First of all, I mean, we have to, we have, we've already advanced to a certain point in this argument, right? That you would have to accept. Like, I don't even know if others will accept this. I don't feel like there's any really, I'm trying to argue with my hypothetical dissenters in my head. And I can't even think of a great reason why someone would say that, you know, morality and ethics cannot be used interchangeably. I would love to hear why they cannot be. I'm open to them, like, you know, someone raising some great argument for why I can't say this. I'm just explaining myself that when I talk about morality, I, w I wanted to define it for the people, for my inter interlocutors here tonight, um, to let you know that this is how I'm defining morality as a word that's uh, interchangeable with ethics. So your understanding of ethics and your understanding of morality can essentially be the same thing here in this argument. Butcher's Christ. <laughs> so anyway, I wanted to put forth a thesis and I want to know what you guys think. Ethics. Okay, well, I'm not going to read that comment just yet. Well, actually, I will. Tuesday says, ethics, I feel, wouldn't exist if language didn't exist. And I absolutely agree with you because I believe that ethics is a concept and no concept would exist without language, you know, because concepts are only established through language and our subjective relationship to all of these concepts and our understanding of how other people likely relate to them because we don't know for sure right I don't know that even if we define like the most utility concept ever let's think of one the 
the concept of the number two. There's two things, you know, that seems to be like the most easily understood concept ever, one of them. But I, your concept and your understanding of two is still probably entirely different from mine. But when we use this word and, you know, say the word two to each other, we feel relatively confident that each other understands what the other person is saying. And that's likely true because if it wasn't, then how would language work, right? Language seems to work. I don't know for sure that I'm communicating what I think I'm communicating to you, but it seems likely that I am because we seem to do this together and do it quite fluidly. Am I right? Am I right? Can I get an amen? Anyway, so I agree with you. Ethics, morality, objective, these are all words, and that's why I took such painstaking efforts going on for about 20 minutes now to tell you how I define them before I can advance to my thesis. My thesis, which is that morality can be, if you want, If you want, I'm not saying it's necessary or I even choose to do it personally, but morality can be understood as objective. If you want. And the reason I say this is related to what Delilah just said. When Delilah just said that morality makes evolutionary sense, if morally you shouldn't kill other people, then there will be more people. And anybody who's seen this video on this channel I did, I think it's the first one I ever uploaded about moral relativism and the arts will probably already know how I feel about this. And how I feel is that morality is a man-made concept that speaks to a natural phenomena. So to draw a parallel example... Um, to bring up red again, you know, red is a man-made concept that speaks to a natural phenomena and the natural phenomena that the word and the concept red encapsulates is our perception of this color that we have called red. Now, the color red does not exist in actuality necessarily the conditions that allow it to be reflected back to our eye and to many other animal animals eyes as this color obviously exist in some capacity but even exist is a concept oh my god Blah, we're getting deep bro we're getting deep in here tonight Blah, babe, babe. so red is a man-made concept The conditions that create it for us to perceive it, you could argue, are natural. I feel the same exact way about morality and about ethics. Ethics and morality are man-made concepts, but they speak to natural phenomena. And Delilah just hinted at this already. I think that the natural phenomena that ethics and morality describe on some level are, in actuality, physiological For one, the phenomena of experiencing empathy. Empathy is not a man-made phenomena. Empathy as a concept is a man-made phenomena. But what enables us to feel empathy and what empathy is rooted in as far as an experience we have, I would argue, is very much physiological. Because for one, we observe it in all different species, you know. 
so many animals, not all of them, but so many of them, I think enough to feel confidently that we probably experienced something similar. So many animals display empathy towards each other. Toward, and this is a phenomena that seems, in many instances, almost limited to your own species, you know. Like, and something I talked about in that video I just mentioned, you know, how often do you see species killing within their own species? Of course it happens, especially, like, around matters of conflict and, you know, well, conflict. <laughs> But you don't really see it too often for any other reason. There's not like, you don't see a lot of like random ass, you know, I don't know. What's an animal that kills a lot of other animals? Wolves are probably a great example, right? Wolves kill other species all the time. And wolves even kill, I believe, their own species from time to time before reason. And what are the chances, huh? What would the chances be that a species as kill hungry and murderous as a wolf or a tiger or lions whatever they're out here killing everybody but why not their own species with the same frequency anyway or unless there's some conflict hmm? i would say that that's likely a natural phenomenal and beyond this we see it even in intraspecies relationship i said intra interspecies relationships right like fucking what's the name of that snake that adopted a hamster. That shit is so cute. It's like Harich Marichon and Haribu or something. I just made that up. Maruchan and Haribu. <laughs> something like that. This snake adopted a fucking hamster. Like they tried to feed the snake the hamster. And the snake was like, nah, dude, this is my friend, bro. And now they're best friends. What the fuck is that? We see other species adopt other species too. Rarely, but it happens. And usually it happens when, you know, the species being adopted is either injured or, like, incredibly infantile and helpless. It seems to be a very natural phenomenon that species recognize when there is another species that may need its help. And I think it's a physiological process that enables us to grant it. And that enables us to feel these feelings in the first place, right? Do you guys agree with this? <laughs> Delilah, there are bugs that kill bugs of the same species, but usually it's just so they can have babies instead of the other bug. Exactly, like there's usually a conflict. Uh, and I'm sure spontaneous murder happens among species too. But when you consider how often things like spontaneous murder happens versus, you know, uh, murder of like other species, it definitely seems like there's enough of a disparity to consider that it may be unnatural to kill within your own species, you know. Not unnatural. I mean, natural as a concept is like one of the most ill-defined concepts ever, especially in everyday usage. Like, what does natural even mean? Can anything even be called unnatural? Not really, because nothing is not born of the natural world, you know. So that's something that I think is really fun to think about. Like, if we want to use it, similar to objective, if we want to create an applicable concept to use the word natural for, where would we draw the line? But that's a whole other discussion. So empathy, you know, I think is clearly a physiological and natural phenomena. And I think the same is true for uh, group forming, you know. 
We form groups, and so do other animal species. We form groups to promote the likelihood of our own survival. There's safety in numbers, you know. And also, I think it's natural for us to want to preserve the well-being of our group, you know. So this is essentially how I define morality and why I say that if you want, it's not necessary, but if you want, you could say that morality is objective because it's based on criteria that I would argue are universal. And the terms and the conditions that are universal is the fact that morality as a concept, I think across any culture, really always speaks to this the goal of all moralities you know established by separate cultures separate religions separate whatever are for the good of mankind you know like can you think of one example of like a moral system where they basically argue that like you have to kill other people that's good and being nice is bad you know like does this exist Except in, like, 1970s horror movies about, like, fucking the devil? No. No, they don't. Now, I think you can get into, like, interesting arguments about, like, I don't know. Take some rare isolated culture that, like, was super into, like, child sacrifice or something. Like, I believe you have to, like, I don't know. Rape a child and then cut its head off or something. Sorry, that was so graphic. I'm sorry. But, like, (laughs) say that that existed. And, like, the point was to make the the rain god smile and rain on us or something. Like, even in that circumstance, I would still argue that they are still beholden to this universal concept of morality. That even if its particulars, I would argue, are terrible and bad they still are doing it with a purpose of achieving a thing that's supposed to benefit mankind you know (laughs) like actually fucking the devil yeah actually fucking the devil i don't know can anyone can anyone anyone have um any disagreement here it's here from the crowd like am i not addressing anything because you know i am only one person i do not have an objective perspective on what's happening here there could be like a glaringly obvious problem that I am not recognizing here and I want to recognize it but in my thinking I just can't really I feel like what I'm saying is pretty reasonable I just gotta say I feel like it is so for all these reasons I would argue that morality is ultimately just a logical argument you know like There is no good or bad in actuality, but in the system of morality, there is a good and a bad, and the good is all that promotes our own survival and well-being as a human species, and what's bad are the things that jeopardize our well-being and our survival as a human species, and I think that this is a pretty universal concept in all systems of ethics and morality that we try to establish I think that this is universal. The particulars is what is going to be never the same and maybe relative, you could say, you know. But really, when I'm saying objective anyway, I'm really kind of using it 
the way relative is defined. And this is why I don't use the word objective, really. Because I think that objective, really, in common usage just means relative. Which is probably crazy to people because I see people all the time say, when they like complain about people who say morality is relative, when they complain, they're basically, they sound like they're trying to complain about people saying morality is subjective. And I think that that's just like an abuse of language. Because I probably am just rambling. It probably makes no fucking sense. I get way too excited. I, I have to like sit here and draw charts. I don't know if you guys do this, but I love doing this. Like sitting here and making charts for these kinds of arguments. Why I think this or that. You know, it's really fun. Um, but anyway, since we were talking already, I think that, like we were saying before, you know, these concepts that we create with language are subjective in our own heads, right? My red is subjective. Your red is subjective. Ryan I said you think it's cool to think maybe other people see different reds. That's totally possible. I personally think we likely see very similar reds and we experience red very similarly. Of course, I have no way of proving this. This is just my guess, you know. Feels good. Feels good to think this way. I think that we likely experience very similar reds. Um, but we can't prove this, you know. My red, as far as I know, is completely subjective and so is yours. But when we externalize these concepts and when we talk about them together, when we say the word red in everyday common conversation, this term becomes relative now, right? And what's relative is my position to it in the world and your position to it in the world. Also, your best guess at what you think my understanding of red is and my best guess of what your understanding of red likely is and also my <laughs> relative understanding of what I think red is in the world versus yours like there's infinite variables all of a sudden at play as soon as we like externalize these concepts that we created ourselves in the first place there's so 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 many variables that influence our relationships to these concepts singularly, our, <laughs> our relationships to the concepts in language, and then when we use this language with other people. There's just so much to navigate. And I think the, tr the same is true for morality and why it's easy to see that we're going to have infinite amounts of disagreements, especially when it comes to like particular things. And I don't think that there is some right or wrong answer in many cases. I think that all that can be, all that we can feel confident about is that both of our moralities or really all of our moralities aim at the betterment of mankind. <laughs> so like to give an obvious example where things could go terribly wrong right let's say um i think we can all agree that spontaneous murder is likely wrong you know and that murder can be justifiable uh, in specific instances, you know, 
I would say most cultures agree that a thing like murder and self-defense is generally acceptable. If someone's lunging at you with a knife and you also have a knife or some other means of protecting yourself or even just your hands, if you end up killing this person who's lunging at you with a knife, you're probably not to be uh, held too accountable, you know. Now, of course, something like that even changes easily when you consider like, well, what's your position in this society? Like, if you're a policeman, for example, the police have come under fire for good reason, because even when, you know, citizens are lunging at them with knives, it's like, well, you exist in a position where you are supposed to be making a sacrifice. And we don't see police making this sacrifice. Instead, police act like they're just some people out here standing on the corner like, I wasn't doing anything and the guy just ran at me with a knife. Like, no. You're the person who volunteered to be out here to deal with the people running around with knives. So you're supposed to put your life on the line, not running around shooting crazy people. Anyway, I digress. Let's use a more nuanced version or example. Like, if you, this is a really fun one to think about. You're at home with a gun and someone, this actually like just happened, I think, um, this woman was at home with a gun and her daughter <laughs> like bust in to surprise her for her birthday or something, or maybe she was hiding in the house and the mom shot her. Like, what do we think about this? Because this this really complicates the argument when you're using terms like subjective, objective, relative, because people, because your individual perception of what happened, I think, greatly influences how others will ultimately come to an opinion about whether or not what you did was immoral. Because, like, shooting your daughter for throwing you a surprise birthday party, <laughs> I would say, is immoral. But the mother did not recognize that was her daughter throwing her a surprise birthday party. The mother thought an intruder had entered into her house. So it's like we have these two tiers of what happened. Is shooting your daughter on accident immoral? Perhaps. Would I say that what you did or would I say that you are an immoral person for shooting your daughter on accident? No, I don't believe so. I might call you reckless or foolish or like jumpy, but I wouldn't call you immoral for shooting your daughter on accident, you know? So that's really interesting, right? Because what, how does that complicate my argument? If I'm saying that morality could be objective, that means that the same things apply everywhere, right? But the definition of morality was it just altered here when I considered the perspective of the mother whose perspective was limited and who was fooled into shooting her own daughter hmm I must think on this I must think on this I must think on this I think ultimately concepts can never be perfectly mapped onto their surroundings you know like color we've been speaking about that's a great example you're going to get into a lot of arguments when you get into areas where like colors start to blend you know 
like yellow and green. When does green become yellow? I'm looking at a very lime green right now, and I imagine that a lot of people would tell me that's not green, that's yellow. It's a greenish yellow. No, it's a yellowish green. Who fucking cares? It doesn't matter. It's not anything. And this is just our best attempt at describing it to each other so that we have some sort of relative understanding of where each of us stand on the issue. You know, I think the same is true for literally all concepts. It's especially a thing like morality or ethics, which speak to good and bad, you know, because like, let's say I'm sure somebody could try their hardest and maybe even make a convincing argument to say, like, actually, the Holocaust was great because we have a population pro uh, problem. And if you if you do projections for like the next few centuries, actually, like it uh, caused this hiccup in the algorithm of our population growth. And actually, it's like a good thing and it greatly benefits us like. And, like, how would you argue against that? You know, you might be like, uh... If they can, like, back this up with, like, statistical data, it's like, bleh? Bleh? <laughs> I don't know, dude. So, really, I think when it comes to all <laughs> language and concepts, I mean, it's all just a bunch of fucking language games, right? Wittgenstein, you motherfucker. You know Wittgenstein hated women? He wouldn't even talk to us. And if we showed up at one of his lectures, he would stop talking. What a fucking dick face. Fuck you, bitch. When I get to hell, I'ma fuck you up, Wittgenstein. I'ma fuck you up. I'm gonna bring hard copies of your own books. I'm gonna smack you over the head with it, bitch. Then I'ma suck your dick in hell. How you like that, bitch? Fuck you. No, I love Wittgenstein. Anyway. <laughs> I think I'm done here. I'm just like rambling into nothing. But this I think should be a continued topic. I actually want to make another video on the, uh, the, uh, the, <laughs> I want to make a part two on moral relativism and art, uh, video because a lot of people seem to enjoy that point. And I think it's one of my most interesting points. Who says bleh? Who made the bleh face? Don't make that. Why are you making that face? Huh? 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 Um, I think it's one of the more interesting points I've made. How the same criteria we use to determine whether or not an action is right or wrong, I think is kind of similar to whether or not an art piece can be said to be good or to be bad. What's that face about? Someone say something. Let me address one comment before I get the fuck out of here. I don't really want to leave. I just want to stay here forever and just talk. Talk. Talk about nothing. Talk about something. Talk about everything. Someone say something good. Say really good. Or else I'm going to say another bad word. And you don't want that. Let me tell you. You don't want that. I'll fuck you up with these bad words. I got so many bad words. Alright. No one's saying anything. I'm going to say a bad word. You ready? You ready? Butthole. Ha 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 ha. Alright, no one's got anything to say. Fine. Um, Phenomenology Club members, tomorrow I'll be posting the new uh, reading assignment. Or maybe sometime late tonight, so look out for that. We're reading Hegel, and we're meeting next Wednesday. I know, short notice, that's just how it goes now, but the reading's only 17 pages long. Any of you listening to this that aren't book club members or Phenomenology Club members, it's only $1 a month to join on the Patreon 
which you can access by clicking the link in this description. And I hope you all join our book club because, yeah, Hegel's next. Then I believe it's Nietzsche. Then Husserl! Woo! Well, I like that face. That's what I'm talking about. Look at that smiley face. Shitterous. How dare you? All right, I'm out of here. I love you all. I'll suck all your dicks. Don't fuck with me. Peace.